Hello and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana. I am your host, Adam Healy. We have a great episode for you today. Before we get to our episode, I'd just like to the listener to uh, ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts at. Uh, that helps us out a lot by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to get a hold of us as well, you can uh, get us at our Twitter account at Fight on Montana. Also, our Instagram page at Fight on Montana as well. And also our Facebook page at Fight on Montana as well. So, what we have planned for this episode is we are going to go into the first seven games of the Grizz schedule, and then go into a little bit about their next opponent as well. So let's not skip a beat. Let's get into our episode today. So this year was going to be a hard season uh, for the Grizz just because of the practice time, uh, the amount of new players that they had coming in, um, and just how things worked out. Uh, the beginning schedule was a rough schedule. Uh, some high uh, major teams as well in there. Well, probably not as much <laughs> practice time. And so in the beginning of the year, you saw a lot of incohesive uh, play that you're usually not really expecting the Grizz to see, as well as trying to figure out a rotation with guys not in. Uh, a lot of players... Um, that we're used to seeing, like DJ Carter Hollinger. He was out for a great amount of time. We didn't get to see freshman uh, Robbie Beasley or also Hunter Clark. Uh, And then you saw some freshmen with Josh Bannon and Brandon Whitney um, in the lineup as well. And so a lot of people were searching and role searching as well. Also with uh, Michael Stedman not being able to basically play basketball for over over 16 months uh he had a lot of searching as well too so if you haven't heard the grizz started their non-conference schedule going to the university of southern california you know we we played a a good probably a good 28 minutes uh the first 12 minutes i believe were very hard we dug ourselves a big hole we wound up you know playing a really great second half. Uh, we wound up losing 76 to 62 in Southern California. So that wasn't a, a great thing. That was pro- probably expected. Uh, a lot of the new faces that we had uh, going after that game, we had, and this is the really weird, we had two games against Southern Utah with this year with COVID. Um, you're going to be seeing a lot of that. You're going to be able to see, you know, playing on a Thursday and then that Saturday you're going to play the same team. We had two I pro- very close to almost identical losses uh, by one point in the last, probably last 30 seconds, both by free throws, 64-63, uh, and also 75-74. Uh, heartbreak losses really kind of out of nowhere you wouldn't have expected the, the Grizz to lose those and just how it happened as well with a free throw at the end uh, really was hard to take as well uh, probably for those listeners that have already been watching it was hard for you to swallow as well so going after that December 5th game we had a quick turnaround 
from going from southern Utah, going back home. Then the Grizz went to Georgia. Uh, they played the Georgia Bulldogs uh, that Tuesday. You know, the same kind of thing ha- that happened in southern U- uh, Southern California happened in Georgia. Uh, a very slow start, kind of fell behind. And um, again, we lost by 13 points, 63 to 50. Uh, we were out rebounded. Uh, we were, I believe, we had oh, 20 turnovers in that game as well. So very, very, very sloppy play. Um, and so that score really didn't really show how how bad and and how much of a game that it really wasn't. It was a very sloppy play as well. So uh, they, Grizz, came back home. I'm sorry, I'm just kind of doing a review. If you, uh, coming back home, played Yellowstone Christian College and a Christian Association College from Billings. Uh, they wanted to have some time to be able to play. They needed to win. So they played that played Yellowstone Christian College and basically 102 to 42, a 60-point route. Uh, played them, got some things. It really looked like the Grizz were uh, were able to work on their offensive uh, movement and their offensive sets. Really looked like they could finally run in, run some of those, get adjusted to each other. So the big game, they were going to Seattle to play Washington. The Grizz played probably their best game of basketball, and they beat the Washington Huskies 66-58, to which... You know, going into that game, you were hoping for a good game. You were not necessarily uh, thinking that the Grizz were going to pull off an upset. Uh, just how um, their track record playing Division One schools. Uh, they played very well, probably their best basketball to the season. Um, you know, there were a couple um, droughts in there, um, but they really showed some grit. They They showed some grit to be able to pull through that get the big huge win uh, as well came into back home that Friday they played Dickinson State another probably good a good showing by the Grizz as well they got to see uh, Hunter Clark and also Robbie Beasley as well so uh, that also um, the news that day was also the departure of uh, Cameron Satterwhite from the program as well. So you got to see two guys, and then one one guy left the program as well. So uh, as of today, we are at the record of three and four. Uh, we're coming off of a three-game win streak. And so what does it look like? What were the good things that we've seen so far? Um, and so the beginning of the year is going to look a whole lot different than what's happening now. Um I've seen a lot of great growth in our young players. Uh, Brandon Whitney, Josh Bannon. Um, I've also seen some great growth in Kyle Owens. You know, he's, Kyle Owens is our leading scorer up to this point. Uh, probably our best rebounder. He's shown a consistency that we've kind of needed that we really haven't seen from really any of the other guys as well. Um, and so he's been kind of that staple, that consistency factor as well. Uh, Josh Vasquez, I've seen a growth with him not playing um, with the ball. He playing off ball. He's done really well. I've liked how he has been looking for his shots. And in those two losses to Southern Utah, I was really impressed. He hit 
two huge shots uh, to basically tie those games or, or take the lead in those games late. Uh, both three-pointers, both awesome shots. Um, and so that's awesome to see as well. So from the start of the year going into this last game against Washington, you've seen an improvement um, with the players, um, with every player, which is awesome to see. Um, some areas, and I'd like to kind of go into some of the areas that are kind of troublesome that we need to keep on working on, um, are turnovers. So thus far, the Grizz have been averaging 14.6 turnovers a game. You know, with the quality of opponent, it it really hasn't gone down. So I'll just read off some numbers here. Georgia, 20. Southern Utah, both games we've averaged about 13. Uh, USC was 12. That was the first game. Against Yellowstone Christian uh, College, we still had 15. Washington, you know, the, our last game, which was really, not wash, last game, because with Dickinson State was our last game, excuse me. Uh, Washington, we had 12. Dickinson State, we had 15. It's not necessarily how we've been turning over the ball. It's basically how we're turning over the, the ball and they're getting points off of those turnovers. Like the great ball coach, uh, basically uh, tr- turnovers for touchdowns, right? So in those games, those the opponent is averaging about 14.8 points a game off of turnovers. So basically for every one turnover, they're getting one point, uh, which isn't really a great stat. Um, our last game against Dickinson State, they still had 11 points off of 15 turnovers. Uh, Washington, 13 uh, points off of 12 turnovers. Um, and so that stat's kind of alarming. You can live with the dead ball turnovers where they're not getting points off of. But if you're turning over the ball and they're getting points off of that, that just kills you. Especially with the Grizz not being a heavy fast break team uh they are averaging with this season about 5.8 points on fast break transition points the alarming though thing with that is if you take that yellowstone christian college game out where we average we had 26 fast break points you're looking at a 1.25 average of fast break points which is not <laughs> good compared to what uh, your opponent is getting. So um, also, offensive rebounding has been very alarming as well. Grizz opponents are averaging about 10.1 offense, offensive rebounds a game. Um, the last couple games... Uh, Versus Dickinson State, they had four. And then also versus Washington, they had ten. So um, it looks like they've been kind of working on that, and it seems the improvement is there. It'll be very interesting to see um, this next game if that improvement continues. They're going to be playing a pretty big uh, and pretty good offensive rebounding team in Arizona as well. So um, also, you know, with those with those rebounds, 
the teams have been getting a lot of second chance points as well. The Grizz are, opponents are averaging about 9.8 second chance points as well. So, knowing that, is, is this time to worry? No. This is not time to worry. It's kind of expected going into the season with COVID. You're not going to be having the practice time with the from from sources I've heard. The Montana Grizzlies did not have much uh, practice time. They did not have, and with having, I believe, nine newcomers into your team, you know you've got to be able to gel and to sync get your roles down, and this team is still trying to figure that out. They're still trying to find out the role, who's going to be the go-to guy, which that's that's going to be another thing as well. Um, so is it time to panic? No. Are these things going to be glaring throughout the season? I hope not. Uh, these are all fixable things where I think the guys that we have, I think we could really turn around and have a great season this year. We have some great pieces, and um, I think we could probably be better than – uh, last year's team if we put it all together. I really do believe in Coach Dakir and the coaching staff to be able to turn this around as well. Uh, but we do have some um, bad things with offensive rebounding, with transition offense, and being able to, you know, which isn't something that you usually see in a Grizz uh, basketball team is just the, the lack of movement, the lack of just rotation and movement with the offensive scheme which you know with having this offseason that we've had and the new players that's kind of expected but it's kind of alarming as well um, and also this team is still searching for their roles you know we have a lot of underclassmen a lot of new guys uh, we really do need to solidify our go-to guy um, just because that's when we get into conference play, I believe that that needs to be ironed out. Who's going to be taking that last shot? Now, we've already seen who's taken that shot and who the coaching staff wants or is comfortable taking that shot, and Josh Vasquez twice. Um, so is that our two go-to, go-to guy? Not necessarily because that guy has to have that attitude where he's like, give me the ball, kind of like more like Saeed Pridget where – He's, he knows he's going to take that shot. Now, Josh Vasquez, he made some huge shots. I'm not saying that he can't do that. I'm hoping he can and continue to, to improve and work on that as well. Another glaring spot that has reared up its ugly head is foul trouble, and especially with our bigs. Uh, in the, a lot of the early games, we had big guys in foul trouble Um with the USC game, um, Michael Stedman and I believe Marker Carter Hollinger were in foul trouble early in those games, um, and so that's going to be a a key to follow in the Grizz this year is to see if they can get that under control. Because in conference play, if we have foul trouble, um, it's really going to hurt us, especially losing the guys that we have. If we're losing a Michael Carter. Carter Hollinger or a Stedman um, or Kyle Owens in that aspect where our big guys are where we're going to be doing a lot of the damage this year. We're more big guy oriented this year more than what we were last year in, you know, basically small ball um, 
and a lot of guard rotation, which we have the guards as well, but a lot of the um, scoring, I believe, this year will be coming through the paint. So wrapping that up, looking at you know our, our seven games to this point, we're in a very, very good um, area right now with the huge win at Washington, um, and then also just kind of slowly improving and developing our guys. I really do feel like we're in a good spot. Uh, we are going to be digging. We're in a hole. When we get into conference play, we are going to be in a hole where we're already 0-2 in the conference, um, which is going to be kind of weird, which you haven't really seen that very often. Uh, so that will be hard to see, but if we continue to improve, that won't be like that for long. Going into this Arizona game, it will be a, a good measurement on how we have developed and how we have improved um, to see if are we going to be um, having these glaring things, these things that we're doing that um, we need to work on. Are we going to still do those? Or have we learned and developed and, and worked through those? And we're continuing on to that, uh, that upper trajectory of what the Grizz could be this year. Um, going into the Arizona game, they if you look at Ken Palm, adjusted offensive and defense they are a top 10 a top 50 sorry not top 10 top 50 team you know they're scoring 78 points a game they're getting about 41.5 rebounds a game Uh, they're getting they're averaging about 14.3 turnovers which is very close very similar to uh, montana they are hitting 39.3 percent from three-point range, and they have three guys that are hitting over over 45% on the three-point line, which is a that that is amazing. Having three guys, having one guy is awesome. Having three guys, it, which is they're hitting a clip of that is just amazing. Again, they're averaging about 13 offensive rebounds a game, which the Grizz are opponents are getting 10. So it'll be interesting to see if that continues or if the Grizz kind of do better on that. If you look at Arizona's game with Eastern Washington, it was a close game, which, you know, Eastern Washington probably could have won that game. Uh, They lost by three. They did get out-rebounded by, I believe, about 20 rebounds. And so it will be interesting to see um, a Montana team that, you know, plays Eastern Washington It'll be interesting to see how well we do compared to Eastern Washington. Now, am I expecting a three-point game? I'm not expecting that. I'm hoping that we do do better. We show some growth. It is going to be they actually Arizona had a game scheduled for to Monday. It got canceled. They were going to play San Diego, and they got that canceled because of uh covid stuff happening in the san diego program so that got canceled so um they were gonna have they were going to have back-to-back games which is really unheard of um but we are they last played against stanford they and they lost so they are coming off a loss so they are going to be prepared we're not going to shock these guys and <laughs> um we're not going to you know have them fall asleep on us because they're going to be ready for us. So this is kind of just a very quick synopsis of what has happened so far with Grizz basketball. 
we're going to continue to have uh, little updates on games, um, and we're not going to have them seven games apart. I apologize for that. We'll have them more updated uh, as well, going over those games that we've gone over. Uh, so check out the Grizz game on Tuesday against Arizona on the Pac-12 network. It should be a good game. It'll be fun to see the Grizz uh, battling up a Pac-12 opponent. Hopefully we do another surprise upset against another Pac-12 team. And we will see you next time. And until then, fight on.